So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. Today I'm in London. I'm joined by Lauren Langstaff-Roberts, otherwise known as the curly-headed recruiter, whose video you may have seen when she took to the streets of London asking random people if they knew what a wreck to wreck was. If you haven't seen that video, go and watch it. I'll put the links in the comments. It's absolutely hilarious. And Lauren is a principal consultant that works for a company called SW6 and SW6 are a rec to rec specialist with offices in London and Manchester. Lauren? Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, been uh, excited. I'm always excited and curious to ask uh, rec to rec questions on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, really? Yeah, always. Why? Because I, I, I was saying before, like I think with this podcast, it enables people to just have a bit of an insight into other people's journeys and yeah. like their opinions and stuff like that. And I think obviously your job is to talk to people about what opportunities there are out there, yeah. what a good commission structure is and all these mm -hmm. things. So I think you're in a like a really cool position because typically a lot of people will feel like, oh, if I speak to Lauren, that means I'm looking for a job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah, think yeah, you're yeah. in a really cool position just to like just share some real honest truths on like what good and what bad looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... As I was saying, and as you know, where I always like to start on this podcast is how did uh, the curly-headed recruiter enter the, <laughs> into the world of recruitment? How did that happen? So it's kind of like with everyone else, like you just fall into it. Like yeah. I never planned at all. You go to uni? Yeah, so I did acting at university. Okay. Of course. Um, Finally I, bring that to use. Yeah, I loved, you know, I absolutely loved it. Really? I loved doing acting at uni, yeah. And when I left, I was like... Wanting to go into the acting world, but it's normally like you have to get an agent and yeah. all of those things. And it's quite like tough to do mm. um, if you haven't been to like the top yeah, drama yeah, yeah. schools. Um, so I worked for a, a like theatre company, but we went around schools, which was horrendous. What, to, to do what? Like... like have you, you know at school when you'd have like a PE lesson, but they'd like stop the PE lesson and like some people come and do like a performance about like an issue, like no. knife crime or something like that. No, no never you never that. have that. Well, but you did, okay. you did that, you acted in So yeah, in that. I acted in that, yeah. And it was, it was tough. Really? Yeah, because it's like some 
kids like peas their favorite lesson and i just yeah. came in and ruined it with my acting <laughs> <laughs> really but yeah it was i did it for like 9 months and like i like i loved it and the people that i did it with yeah. but just like just going around schools with people who just don't want to watch you and then you have yeah, people that don't want to see it yeah Fair it was enough. really tough um so we're back home um and Where's home for you? Bristol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Like Bristol. Yeah. I have not noticed I that. I don't have an accent at all. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah. So went home and then what, the job hunt begun? Yeah. So I literally, I knew I wanted to be in London. Always really? wanted to be in London. Why? Yeah. I came back and forth for like auditions and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so I just like, lo- you knew I loved you wanted to be like, it. Yeah. It's yeah, 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 so the whole enough. idea of being in the big smoke or yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I was... At home, literally Googled best paid jobs in London. Standard. And recruitment came up. Really? And I was like, hmm. It said like competitive, resilient, you know, all the stuff. Normal stuff. Ambitious. I was like, yeah, that's me. Um, Applied. I had loads of Rector X message me. Yeah. Um, so did you know what, like, did you have any idea what the hell was going oh, on? Oh, no, point? no, no. Yeah. I didn't even know what a rector rec was. Yeah. I didn't really know what recruitment was. Yeah. I just like, I thought I was applying to their company. The business, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I understand when people come yeah. to me and they're like, what? And I'm like, let me explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this, um, this woman, yeah, contacted me, had a chat with her. She asked me what recruitment was. And I was like, mm, getting people jobs. And she was like, yeah, what else? And I was like, I don't know. Fair so she taught me, I had a FaceTime the next day mm. and then she got me like, I had, literally had like eight interviews across really? two days. It was crazy. That's what you got to do in your game, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. Someone it decent, was mad. You just got to get out to I like, know, but I did people. four, I did four in one day. Really? And I traveled up by coach from Bristol at like coach? seven in the morning. Yeah. And I got back and I didn't get back until like two in the morning the next day. And then I had to go back up again. Oh, it was mental. That's grim. Um, and yeah, I, I, the thing is as well is I just got sent all these emails of all the interviews yeah, yeah, yeah. and like no follow up, no conversation. It was just like, these are them, off you go. Yeah, and yeah. call me like afterwards. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I was just running around London like <laughs> a lunatic. Going, it? Yeah, it was all right. Like I I didn't actually know that you were supposed to say that you're money motivated <laughs> in interviews. So people were asking me and I was like, Mm, like yeah money's all right and everyone i started to clock by like the third one when i said it and they just looked at me like what are you talking about and then i was like oh they want me to say i'm money motivated Mm. and then it was fine so yeah i got i I got two offers out of eight interviews really yeah (laughs) just a lot Um, and then so then and then you did you take one and then you worked at a company for a little while yeah yeah so my first business i was with i was only with them for five months yeah um, just was not what I expected really? at all. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not. Is that a smaller talk. business? Or? Yeah, so there was like about eight people in the business. Yeah, okay. I never met anyone. I only met one person. Really? In the business. See, I joined a business a similar size, but yeah, I met owner who it was just a sole founder, and then I met like three other people yeah. in the business. I didn't even meet. That the makes owner. sense. Why would you not do that? Yeah, I don't. I just had no idea yeah, what I was yeah, doing, yeah. and I literally got so you there. Had, so you, you was completely blind in the culture that you was going into. Yeah, I was just a little bit flustered. Yeah, I'd got like these offers. It was in Mayfair, and I was like, I have hit the living jackpot. the dream. I'm in Mayfair, like literally, yeah, 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 yeah. took it. Fair. Um, moved to London and literally used all of my overdraft that I had for me <laughs> to move up here. So I was like in debt day one. Really? Um, 
I was eating like cucumber and mayo wraps for lunch because oh, I couldn't wow. afford anything else and uh, like they were nice and cheap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it was really regimented. So like from nine till 12 was BD and okay. you weren't allowed to take a candidate call between that time. Yeah. It's only BD and solely BD. Mm. And then you had like your hour for lunch and you had to have 30 minutes away from your desk. So you'd be told to like leave. Okay. Um, and then you'd come back and then the rest of the afternoon is just candidates and you can't speak to clients, it's just candidates. Like it was very like mm. structured. Because I had someone call me call in for me in the morning and I was like, oh, I can't speak to them until like yeah. later on. Yeah, it was it was something tough. that- I can I imagine coming from your background, you wasn't the most regimented person either. Yeah, like, no, not at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm quite like a, yeah, like spontaneous person yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm not super structured because I'm just, uh, that's just not yeah, what I'm yeah. like. So like, that was a lot for me. So to, that must have been a difficult five months. Yeah, yeah, it was. But like, <laughs> it's crazy. So, because I, I was the loudest person in the office, oh, which I mean, it's not so it's not hard because I am just quite a loud person. No, but like being in just a room of eight people. Yeah, loud so then hard. they were like, can you help make people louder? <laughs> They asked you to make yeah. you louder. So then in the morning, I started doing training sessions. Bearing in mind, I've been there for like four weeks. What, and how to make people louder on the yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. Well, so like I was more doing like acting stuff. So oh I was like getting God. to do like breathing. <laughs> and it was terrible. I was mortified. But they'd asked me to do it and I wasn't going to say no. Really? I was like, yeah, sure. I got people to lay on the floor. <laughs> that is so <laughs> And dope. do like these weird breathing things to make them louder. Yeah. Yeah, fun times. Okay. Those are the days. So then... SW6, so then just to frame up, so you were there for five months. Yeah. And then you've been at SW6 for what? Two and a... Two and like a half, half years, years now. Half years now, yeah. So nearly done three years in recruitment. Yeah. So how how did the SW6 come about then? So I, in, in my flat, there yeah. was a girl who did recruitment okay. and Michael placed her. All right. Okay. Um, so I told her about what my job was like and kept coming home and talking about it. Yeah. And she was like, that just sounds like sound, ludicrous. Yeah. yeah, she was like look, I've got a guy that will be able to help you get another job somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gave me Michael's number and I was like, wicked. Spoke to Michael and I was just bought in instantly. Really? Yeah, he's just like this scouse, <laughs> lovable personality. Like straight yeah. away, I was like, yeah, this is good. But I always thought he was going to get me a job, a job, not for it to be here. Yeah. But he never mentioned about anywhere else and just kind of said about getting a, getting a job at SW6. Really? So yeah, I was like, yeah, wicked. Met the guys, came here. Mm. and just loved it like I had to come after work and there were like still people like late in the office I think it was like 7 p.m yeah, I can imagine it being a completely different vibe to yeah and I was like oh what's going on they were like playing music and everyone was like so welcoming as soon as I came in everyone was like oh hi like even though they had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. who I was and so do you yeah. do you think because I think a lot of people um would have experienced what you did and thought yeah fuck recruitment I'm not yeah. doing that again yeah so like do you think you would have stayed in recruitment if you hadn't been introduced to Michael Yes. Really? Because I, I went to a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> really? I went to a competitor and said, I've got jobs I can give you. <laughs> I know who's hiring. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you should... Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, I you, like, you did, wanted, to get, yeah. you wanted to stay in it. Like, I why think, did you want to stay in it? I think it's because I saw so many recruitment businesses... Mm. So I knew that like different businesses had what I liked. I just kind of knew that I just chose the oh, wrong okay. one. Because so, you got in front of quite a few early on. You knew yeah. that there was alternatives out there, which typically sometimes people don't know because they may end up in one yeah. company and then yeah. up there. Yeah. And I lived with someone else who was in recruitment. And she, when I was explaining it to her and she was like, no, 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 that's not so what So I think that's, that's obviously what's changed a lot now mm. is that like people do have an actual perspective or insight into what it might look like. Yeah. Whereas typically it wasn't as 
people couldn't, didn't they? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's like, I think what's quite good about where I, like how it all worked out for me is that I used a rec to rec to get into that yeah, position. Yeah, so that must help now. But it was still like, the wrong choice. Mm. So I know that when I'm working with like candidates, I'm not, I'm going to make sure that they're not going to make yeah, the wrong yeah, yeah, choice. Because you've been through that. Yeah. I mean, that recruiter was lucky because I stayed there for five months. So she still got paid. But. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just to, um, just to um, set the scene then. So I've been at um, SW6 for two and a half years and then the majority of that time up until quite recently, um, you've predominantly placed grads into recruitment businesses. Yeah. And then yeah. has that been um, predominantly in London? Yeah, so just, just in, London. in London. Okay, yeah, cool. we've got a Manchester office that does Manchester and then everywhere else outside of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the London market is so big, there's yeah, no I mean, need there's, for it's, us it's to. It's actually a joke. I can't believe it. I'm actually it's like the amount of businesses mental. that we we don't work with, but I still think our client base is huge. So it's like yeah, like you don't. Crazy. I think because of the position that I've ended up in and like selling to the recruitment industry and building relationships with people in the mm. recruitment industry. Like honestly. Like you could you could go into any shared office in London, yeah. and you'll hear some sort of conversation. Like if like you'll yeah. hear like some sort of recruiter conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's a bar, actually or mad. In a bar or like a bar, or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you could tell he's a it's recruiter. It's actually mad. It. It's mental. Yeah, especially around this area as well. Yeah. in like the bank area, and it's just like it's just crazy. Yes, it is crazy. So um, okay, cool. So predominantly been placing grads solely mm -hmm. in London, yeah. and then and then how recently have you been working with people that's got a bit more experience? Like in the last like so literally ja like January was like my start fresh because I got a hire Brie who who works underneath okay, me, cool. and I got my targets. I've got experience hires in my target. Okay, cool. Um, so that's been twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So like, la like last year, it's it wasn't targeted, but you just have naturally some people that might come yeah, to sure, you sure. that you've placed before or referrals of people with experience. Yeah. Or we've sometimes had like literally just someone call in and then you just answer the phone yeah. and it's someone with recruitment experience who sure. wants a, a hand and like that. So i always interested because it was uh, it's typically a real difficult time for a lot of people. Like, how how, were, how was your first year at SW6? First year? Mm. Um, yeah, it was good. Really? Really good. Well, like, really good for rec to rec, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's just the billings are just so different, like, yeah. kind of everywhere. So, um, But, like, like, in terms of, like, how you found it, like, what were some of the challenges? Yeah, so, like, because I naturally had kind of, like, five months before. Yeah. Um, of like getting on the phones and I'd, I did mostly like BD mm. at the place that I was before and like what we do now, we don't do any business development. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like this is just the candidate stuff. So you just like, focus on the it. candidate. Yeah. And like, I, I love speaking to people mm. and like, I feel like I can build relationships quite quickly. Yeah. So I was literally straight on the phone chatting to yeah, grads. Nice. Cause like these, like, cause it was like grads, it was just people that, like yeah, exactly like the same really as me. Them, yeah. yeah. So it was just chatting what they're up to at the weekend. Mm. And if they are like from London, I was like, what bars, where should I go? Tell me I'm making a bucket yeah, list, nice. like stuff like that. So it was just like, okay. came quite easy. That's interesting. So it was nice. Um, okay then. So a few things. So mm. um, I'd love, do you think like grads have changed? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, massively. Because the reason why I said that, I was, I was with a, I think I said this recently, but I was with a um, client recently doing mm. like a kickoff workshop and sort of one of the challenges that their clients was um, uh, talking to them about was um, calling it the snowflake generation. Snowflake generation. Yeah, yeah and I was like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. And basically just calling people snowflakes, don't have as much resilience right, and okay. all these types of things. Right. 
and I mean, these, it's a complete generalization and um, a big part of that was, yeah, the more younger people coming through, yeah. they're, they're, they have this label of, they're calling them the snowflake generation, right? So I guess, <laughs> how, how have you, I'm just curious, like how have, how have grads changed? Like, I think they're a little bit more <laughs> demanding. Really? Just in terms of like basic salaries and stuff. Because yeah. since when I've started, basic salaries have, have increased. Because mm. what did you start on? I started on 20. I started on 17. I was outside of London though. Oh but yeah, still. that's kind of quite. But yeah, so like, so st- yeah, so like now, what are people expecting more like twenty five k? Yeah, twenty five. Like I've had. Fucking can- no, I've had that took me like, like. That took me like a year and a bit to get on that. Yeah, when I got promoted, it went up to yeah, yeah. So I, get- <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Mad. Yeah. So like, people straight out of the gate are like, Lauren, I'm only looking. Why yeah. do you think that is? They're like, I won't accept anything less than twenty five. Why do you think that is? Because there'll be like managers listening who have to deal with that. Cause yeah, this be, of course. Like, why do you think that is? Um. Honestly, I'm not too sure. I don't know if something they've been told at university or mm. I don't know. I think it's because of like there are some businesses that do pay 25 yeah. in recruitment and they will tell candidates we pay 25 like at first stage. Mm. And then they're like, oh, I can yeah, get 25. As soon as I hear that one. So I get that everywhere. Yeah. And it's just kind of like managing expectations. Like when we meet with people, I'm literally like it's it can range from 20 to 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you expect either 20 or like in between and 25 is like really, really good. Mm. And then kind of explain that I started on 20. I mean, Bree started on 18. Mm. um, And it's just like managing people like that and managing their expectations. But I think why that can rub people up the wrong way is because like you can't be going into recruitment because of the basic. Yeah, exactly. Because that will put people off. That's the thing. Because that's what I say. I'm like, because sometimes you've got businesses that are willing to pay that much. But you've got to... Show then in the, the expectations could be potentially higher. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to show in that interview that you're worth that. Like yeah. if they feel like you're worth it, then they then they will yeah. if they want if they want to. But just going in and demanding that demanding when it's that, yeah. yeah a job that's supposed to. I do think I think I think a part of it is in the sort of world we live in now. I think Lauren the grad now like is is a big competition. Yeah. Especially when you go to uni, you can take on all that debt yeah. and all this. And then it's like you come out of it and like, there, I just feel like there's even more pressure to like get a decent job. Decent job outside that's paid of, well. Outside, and, yeah. As soon as you finish uni. So then I think it's just so much more easier to find out Lauren, who I went to uni with, that she's got a job in her industry and she's getting 25k plus. Well, fucking hell, I better be getting yeah, 25k. Yeah, then, no, do you know what I mean? So true, it's yeah. just a lot easier to compare, I think. I think it's as well, which I, I'm just a bit... Ki- confused of how it's like worked because like when I left university mm. like coming into London like even just being on the 20k basic it's the first time I'd ever been yeah, on like yeah. that much and I was like oh that's exciting yeah, I know. even though it was 20k because yeah. it was just having a, a salary when I've yeah. never been used to having like a, so an annual salary and then when it was like oh you could make 35 mm. 40k in your first year I was like what <laughs> that's so much money Get I know it's there. mad it is mad like Okay, that that's interesting. So, yeah. how how do, again out of interest as well, like because I think this this was a big part as, as where this podcast came from. Like how yeah. how do you how do you sell recruitment now? Out of interest, it's it's different. It's different with different candidates because it depends what people are actually interested in. Mm. So like recruitment as a whole, I think it has so many different sides to it. Like as in like the perks or being like in a social environment or 
the career progression or the as, money as you in, can earn. As in what Lauren, the person who wants to get into recruitment, is it, what's it important to you? Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, that I, makes sense. I don't speak to a candidate and then just have like a one size fits all, like this is recruitment. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's more like if someone is like, I'm like really, really money motivated and like that's what... Um, that's what you're leading with yeah then I then I talk to them about the money and then I tell them about the other things sure 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 that makes sense I essentially tell people it's a sales role Um, is recruitment sales yeah 100% it is isn't it yeah like don't get me wrong like I think it's a lot more consultative than what people think it is yeah but it is yeah I mean I find it weird when people don't think it is yeah like of course it is very consultative but you 100% have to make sales calls. But I, th- I think when people think of sales, they think salesy and then they think salesy. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. connect that. So when they you call it sales, it's well, like yeah. it's like hardcore sales, yeah. but it's not. A, but like, you for can have me, different... sales is everything to me personally. Yeah. Like yeah. sales is everything. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to like you, you ha- being able to sell is like such a valuable skill. Yeah. Like you have to sell yourself in like all parts of your life. If yeah. That's, selling to your mates why they should come out of you on the weekend or like whatever do you know what I mean <laughs> Literally. like it's, it's everything is sales in my opinion yeah so but I get that that makes that. sense how much how much can recruiters earn in their first year so it's it's really hard to say mm. because I've known people that have done 30 yeah. I know people that have done 35 yeah. I know people that have done 40 I know people that have done more than 40 in yeah, their first yeah, yeah. year and absolutely bossed it yeah so I will never say to someone you can like you will earn 40k in your first year. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you explain that it's all in your control. Mm. And like sometimes it's luck. Like some people just get really lucky. Definitely, yeah. And they do like super, super well. But I'm also not gonna sell it to someone you're gonna do fifty grand in your first year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because then that doesn't that, happen that in there like bo- but that is just bollocks. Yeah. Well that exactly. And they're just yeah. like, Lauren's a liar. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I think that I think a big part of that is why Rex Rex don't have the best name. Yeah, because like it's that's typically whenever re, like recruitment doesn't have the best reputation, but yeah. then Rex Rex doesn't seem to have the best reputation either. <laughs> like, it, even worse. Do you know what? I was so shocked when I got into it. What, when, when you realise like, that? Oh, oh, you're a Rex Rex. Really? I was like, Excuse me. <laughs> What's wrong with that? But I think I think just from my experience in like being in this just mental world of recruitment, I think I think there's there's obviously loads of recruitment businesses. Yeah. But like, there are loads of like, like one person ban, like ret to ret. Yeah. Loads. And like, it can be like, it can just be like a numbers game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think, agreed. I think, again, you can't just paint everyone with the same brush, but like, which is why I think sometimes the quality of experience can just be not good. Of course. I think, I think it's that thing like with, explaining something to like graduates for example about Mm. how much money you can make in your first year like it's good that we use like case studies of people that have done like really really well but it is not it's not the norm and it is explaining like that that's that's not going to happen for everyone that's happened for this one specific person that's done really well yeah um because you also do want to show that you can aim that high and yeah like that that's possible and that's really yeah because i think i think you don't want to play it down too much that people just feel like being able to do 40 mm. grand in your first year is not realistic and it's no way to do it because you want yeah, them to yeah. be ambitious why at the same you, time. Yeah, why would that, that should not be an option. Yeah, but still I've like, I've known people that have not even done a deal in their first year and I've told people that. Yeah. I've, I've said that to graduates. I've mm. said that to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then sometimes that separates 
the ones that are committed to the yeah, ones yeah. that are not. Because they're like, mm, it's not about first year though, is it? It's about second year, third year. And then like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so obviously what you, obviously you are just constantly trying to master is like, and is like what makes a good recruiter. Yeah. So like, I think obviously from your perspective, it'd be really interesting to be like, obviously everyone is different and yeah. so many different backgrounds can end up becoming like really good recruiters. But for I guess from people like the are hiring for their teams and stuff like that, that may be looking at grads or just things that you picked up on, like what are like from your perspective, like the non-negotiables when you're looking at people that you're just looking for them to have for the you to go, you know yeah. what, 100% this person is I'm not going to work yeah. with. Like what comes from Likeability. That? Really? That's massive. Mm -hmm. Just because if I can't connect with the candidate. Yeah. One, how am I going to sell them to another business yeah. and get them sure. get through the door? And also, how are they going to connect to other people and candidates yeah. and clients and, and things like that? Yeah, likability is big. Yeah, really important because it's your whole brand, isn't it? If people don't like it. And how do you look for that in like an interview scenario? Is it just literally just how they build rapport and just yeah, all the classic yeah. stuff? just how they like connect with you and... And stuff like that. Obviously, sometimes like people are just really nervous anyway. So yeah. it's not always about constantly how enthusiastic or whatever they are, mm. but just having that something about them where you're like, yeah, okay. yeah, I think you've it's got when, something there. When people yeah. answer with like closed answers, oh, gosh, yeah. that's just the worst. And it's, it's like, impossible. yeah, hey, Lauren, like, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been great. Okay, yeah. So like, how, <laughs> like what did you do today? Yeah, it was really busy. Like, I had this on. And then, like, just you're always, yeah. if you're always pushing to like, get stuff out of them, that's just not a good yeah, sign. Yeah, it's it? not a good sign, no. But sometimes people take time to warm up. Mm. So I know if I see potential in someone's CV or just think like, oh, they just might be really nervous, yeah, then sometimes it's just like, you won't talk to them about recruitment within the first like five to 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You just literally try and build that rapport with them to see if they ease up and then go sure, into sure. it. Likeability, what, what else? Resilience. Mm. I mean, everyone says it, don't they? Yeah, it's yeah. massive. But I don't how think... Do you, how do you look for that in people? Like, how do you look for that so or measure that in an interview scenario? You kind of just ask them, like, mm. can you give an example of where you've shown resilience? Mm. And if they don't give what's considered maybe like the best answer, mm. then you just dig a little bit deeper. Because some people don't know how to connect with that. They just think, oh, what did I do at university that can show that I've got resilience? Yeah. Rather than something where it could just be like their backstory, like mm. someone who got kicked out of their family home and had nowhere to live, but still went to university. Yeah, yeah. And like still applied themselves mm. and things like that, like so that show yeah. resilience, but someone might not necessarily think that off the top of their head. Mm. So a lot of the times we have to actually like delve into people's reasons. They're not just going to give it to us straight away. So we've got to kind of like... Get yeah, it out yeah, of them yeah. if that makes sense. So it's like, so what are you actually looking for there? Like just people bouncing back or like going yeah. through like some sort of failure, mistake or whatever. And yeah, just sort of pushing yeah, for it could be anything if it's like sport related or yeah. just some a hardship that they've had to deal yeah, with yeah, in yeah. their life or anything. Definitely important to have that in recruitment. Yeah, 100%. So likability, <laughs> resilience, anything else for you? Um, Likeability, resilience, just like ambition, mm. just wanting to do something and go somewhere. Because I think that you need that in this. You can't be a passenger. Like you can't yeah. just get comfortable. Mm. just doesn't work. Mm. So you need to, yeah, have someone where you know that they're just going to, once they hit their target, they're like, what's the next? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. where else can I go? Do you, and I is, think that's key. So you, you started, you said this at the beginning in your experience. It'd be interesting again to see how this has changed. But like, yeah. 
even from a hiring manager's perspective or whatever, but like has being motivated by money gone down the pecking order in like motivations for like from a hiring manager perspective from and also manager. from like and also from candidate perspective? Yeah. Yeah, I have no I have noticed it change a little bit more really? now. Yeah, there are still some businesses that they're like they didn't say the money motivated and th- yeah. they need that. But I think I think where things are moving because it's more about giving like a really good service yeah. or like wanting to go high with your career and build something of yourself. Mm. Like I think that's because like people want you to say that more, but still the money is still important because yeah. if you don't say it, then it's like, mm. what are you doing this for type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's also how you explain money because mm. some people just go on oh, money motivated. I want to be earning X, Y, Z, but it's no, what do you, like, you want to be doing with the money? Like, yeah. is it, financial freedom to book a holiday somewhere that you wanted to book or I had a candidate once um she's 18 years old um and I was like what like what are you doing all of this for like why are you money Mm. motivated and she literally just stared into my eyes and was like my mum has never been on holiday she's a single mum she's a like paralegal been a paralegal all of her life and she was like I've looked at a holiday in the Maldives and we're going to fly like yeah. first class or whatever. It's going to cost me 10 grand that I'm, yeah, that's I so, need to get that's her that. So and I was like, whoa, go girl. Love that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like that's what I needed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like stuff like that, I think is important. But I think with candidates, people don't realize that you can actually talk about money in like recruitment interviews. Mm. Like I'll say like, are you money motivated? And, they'll kind of look at me a little bit like, oh, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah, I think quite a few people are like, the chat about money, the people do, people do get like, what's the word? Like awkward, stiff about it, like, it's because when, when you're at school, you're not, it's like, you, know, you, know, you don't talk about talk this. About, yeah, you do get to, to tell that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, or like, it's awkward, like, obviously to ask people like how much mm. money they're on and stuff like that. But with this, it's quite, it's quite a normal thing that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you speak to candidates and they find mm. it a little bit awkward until you, ex- I, what I do is just tell them why I'm money motivated and mm. what I aim for what and what I said for, in yeah. interviews. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they just spill out all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. No, I think I think that's important. I think it's it's interesting that yeah, like actually understanding like why you want to earn hundred k or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that I have to do that for myself. Like yeah. I've said this before, but I've I've really just realised that that for me, I don't get excited by saying right, he should, I'm giving myself the goal of hitting hundred k in revenue in my first year. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, to there's me. no substance. That's to what it. I mean. So it's yeah. like working out okay, Hisham. So if you did earn 100k, what does that actually mean? Well, actually, it means that I can get a flat with my girlfriend, or we can go here, or we can do that, and yeah. like that's the that and that's okay to talk about that. Yeah, and, like understand that. But yeah. it's also important to understand, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, when I left university, I didn't have the foggiest what I was going to do or yeah. where I was going to go, and like the thought of getting into recruitment and making that type of money, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'd do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just go out all the time. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure because like. Mm. It was still in that like uni mindset yeah so it's actually part of when we're speaking to candidates it's like making them think like sometimes i'll be on the phone to someone i'll be like when you come in to meet with me face to face i want you to have an idea of what you want the next five years of your life to yeah. look like like what do you want to have achieved if you want a house how much is that house yeah. going to cost have a look at whereabouts you'd want it and like mm. put context to, to it, it so they come in they're quite excited because they're like this is what i want to do yeah, and yeah, yeah awesome. it's so much better um so on that, like, do you, do you think also, like, as, as you've been on this journey and speaking mm. to grads and stuff like that, like, do you think recruitment is becoming more of like a profession? Yes. 
I do. I think it's it's slowly getting there. Yeah. I like there are some candidates that we have that apply for recruitment jobs that we speak to, and then they're like, actually, no, 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 I don't want to get in recruitment. Really? Yeah, no, not interested. And I'm like, why? Like, what? What? Yeah. Why are you not interested in it? Well, they just think it's Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, they yeah. just think it's hardcore sales. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's definitely not. I'm like, if anything, it's like not even like that. I was like, it might have like used to have been like that. Yeah. But it's completely stepped away from that because people like businesses that are like that, then they're losing business because mm. no one wants a like pushy hardcore salesperson mm. when you're building like a long-term relationship or like partnership that's mm. not going to run when you've got someone who's literally like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to shove something down your neck for a quick deal like it mm. doesn't work like that so actually explaining that and explaining all the different parts of it of like going on client meetings like networking events and conferences yeah. being like a massive thing like graduates are loving that they yeah. love that they're like oh go out and start mingling with people and talking about what's going on mm. Because I think for me, like it, recruitment just it it enables you to gain and learn like so many skills. So much. Like it, it is crazy. Yeah. But I think that's just interesting. I think as like, like and also like genuinely like recruit the, 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 the it's definitely changed my life, but not in the sense of like the like proper si recruitment success story yeah. of like earning a lot of money and all that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like if you choose recruitment as a career, like that is a a good career part like yeah. it's not a bad decision is it because like, it can I've, be like pretty fruitful literally no i completely agree <laughs> do you know what like, i mean i i never thought and i'm not like bigging myself up or saying yeah. i live in an absolutely amazing like flat or something but like the flat that i live in in mm. london i never thought i'd be able to live yeah. in because it was like a nice new built building mm. and we've got like a concierge i don't even know why <laughs> anyone needs a concierge but like stuff yeah. like that and i've got that in london mm. and i literally speak to like my family or they're like how they're like what like yeah, wow yeah. that's incredible that's and what like, i mean because i think that's Bristol. also what's changing because like yeah. it's not a bad choice yeah do you know what i mean like it's, i think it's typically been like a second choice for people and stuff but exactly. i think it's should become more of a first yeah choice. exactly and i think like with like career wise, because to be honest, I thought I was actually just going to do this for a year mm. and then do acting mm. again. I was like, oh, make some really good money. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and then I'll try like, and be Margot Robbie. Not, do you not think about becoming like a YouTube person? What a YouTuber. Like a YouTuber, yeah. I, I tried it. Did you? <laughs> no, I did, yeah, university. <laughs> then you turned to LinkedIn. Yeah, and then LinkedIn was my <laughs> No, I just, uh, I just couldn't keep up with it. Really, just, yeah. yeah, just, just because I wasn't really having anything to talk about. Yeah, and yeah. it was just nonsense. And I think I did it with a girl that I was like, ooh, I could be a YouTuber. You and it was be, like yeah, trying yeah. to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so on, on the topic of money and stuff, like, what does a, a good commission structure look like? Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, I think it's changing, but I think there's always sometimes a bit of smoke and mirrors around commission structures. Yeah, like what, I, what's a typical, I know everyone's different on that, but like, what is a decent commission structure? Yeah, so I've, I think I've, I've heard someone already kind of mm. like explain it in your, um, in your podcast before, but literally it's, it's making a third of what you bill. Mm. Like that's a, a good one. That's where you should be. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like, decent yeah I think that, uh, James said that didn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no you're yeah. James yeah yeah, yeah yeah so like anything below that it's like below that yeah I'd be a bit it's not yeah the best but then you've but got but that should be straight out the gate though or like once you've because sometimes you go in as like candidates and you get like 250 quid a placement yeah or whatever, so like, do you know what I mean from being a from when, being like from a being consultant 60 
Yeah, so yeah. So like, yeah. So if you build 100k, you should be looking at earning circa 30k more. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the really like decent commission structures are like you get some that do like kickers or mm. you get um, like a annual and a quarterly bonus. So we've got some businesses that do that as, as well, well as, as monthly. yeah, really, as well as on top of everything you've earned. So yeah, you've got yeah. your commission, then you've got the opportunity to earn that, which is just. Mm ridiculous <laughs> and stuff like that okay that that, that's so, good then for yeah. people to know that okay yeah. cool um so a few few other few things then so on on the sort of commission structure and like what that should look like for your own stuff i guess it'd be good to because this might have changed in your time whilst you've yeah. been here as well like what are because along with commission structure you then get the typical look lauren if you join our recruitment business we have incentives to go to our beefer vegas like all the normal <laughs> stuff do you know it. what i mean <laughs> yeah and like so may maybe it's just jealous because i haven't been to vegas or beefer yet <laughs> but no no i need to change oh, that you but, have to go. but like i think that was always a typical like second follow-up of like lauren this is why you should work for us do you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah so like how important are incentives now like that? Like, have they lost a bit of weight now in terms of, because like, I feel like everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people offer that. So I feel like it's sort yeah. of, from what I've seen, it's like lost its weight a bit. Yeah. Like how, what are the, because you're speaking to these young people on a daily basis, mm -hmm. like what are the employee benefits that these people want that you typically always hear that might be a bit different to yeah. go to Ibiza? So actually hol holidays, like they're still like wanted. Really important, yeah. Yeah, just because, Look, it's like the opportunity to travel free, mm. like free holiday, yeah. and you don't have to use your holiday days. Like people yeah, like yeah. that, like the opportunity. So they're still very much. They're still one hundred percent what a lot of people. Yeah, want. definitely. And I think, okay, it's not necessarily like Ibiza, but yeah. any, like anywhere. Like we got a business that like sent everyone to Rio. Like mm. we went to Barbados a couple of years back, awesome. which is ins insane. I've yeah. always wanted to go to Barbados and like having the ability to do yeah. that with a business, but it's like each person cares about a different incentive. Yeah. Like if I've got a candidate who wouldn't be interested in something like Ibiza, I'm not going to tell them, oh my God, because <laughs> they're just like, great. Like, don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it really depends. Um, Cause there are so many different incentives, like, well, like flexible working. I think that's a massive one. I've noticed Has that, that come up a lot. Yeah. Really? A lot. From grads. So yeah. <laughs> that's mad. I, I know. That's mad. I know. But, that is actually mental. Yeah, I know. Because it's like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, when you, Why do you deserve that? I, would, I didn't even know. Like, that wasn't even like an yeah, option. Yeah, flexible working. But because so, like, so these... many businesses do it, like outside of recruitment, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. everywhere. So that like a, like would you say is that a close like, second on employee benefits that people ask for? Oh, no, I wouldn't say so. that's more with experience that okay. I think that would be. What would you say is like, um, besides, so holiday, holiday incentives is definitely still important for people. Yeah. Um, gym, like people yeah. going for their gym. They yeah, love that's that. so that's so valuable for yeah. a lot of people. That. Yeah, if you get like um, work phones and laptops and mm. stuff like that included, that's always a big one. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think now what they are. Those, yeah, those like normal ones. Normally the cool ones. Like lunch clubs, like people, you know, people aren't really bothered yeah. by that. Like I, I'll explain what a lunch club actually is to someone. Yeah. And they're like, so that's oh, not, cool. yeah, that's, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, no, I think you're right. I 100 going away with your colleagues is like such a good thing. Oh, so good. I think it's just the like, the the like classic, yeah. that sort of lost I a think bit. You like... I think it's because you can't sell a business on their incentives by 
like just saying that's why they're good. True, yeah. It's more about everything else. Yeah, yeah. So like f for us, it's so important to get to know a business and what their culture's like yeah. because we sell that normally yeah, yeah, yeah. or sell the case studies of what people have done in the business and why they're successful and where they've got to. Like those things are more important than the incentives. The incentives are just kind of yeah, like yeah, sure. an add-on, if that makes sense. Fair enough. Like, so, so let's talk about flexible working then. So like... Yeah. So what? So one, you're definitely noticing grad saying, well, okay, Lauren, like, could I potentially work at home a couple of days or whatever? Mm -hmm. so that's you are 100% having those conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's it's, it's not all the time. But no, but like, it's definitely people... coming up more than it did yeah, two years ago. Yeah, Okay. I think it's because people are putting them in adverts and using that as yeah, like yeah. As a, sales um, or, yeah it's, yeah, it's come up. And if you go on the website, like, clients that we work with it's there yeah. so candidates are reading that and then going and then oh, flexible working possible, and then yeah. they'll ask about it i yeah. don't think that they've like suddenly decided behind closed doors yeah and then i think want, also but... part also part of that is that if they've got a couple of mates that will work flexibly flexibly then everyone wants a piece of that yeah. do you know what i mean i've actually known so many people that work from home that mm. are in loads of different industries so so on the hiring manager side then clients yeah. Like how many people would talk to you about that that's a real option they can offer? Like what is, like are you, how, how many recruitment businesses are actually talking about this and what, doing talking this? talking about flexible Yeah, working. like from your perspective, you speak to them. Yeah, so like, how like many there, people are there, actually offering there are, there are a lot more businesses offering it now, but it's more like once you've proved yourself, yeah, that's yeah. an option. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like, oh, you just get yeah. like one day. I think that's, I think that's fair. Because yeah. I always remember yeah. when you spoke to like, when I'm used and then spoke to a candidate in the market and they'd be like yeah so I'm looking for a new job and um, I want to be able to do two days from home and then the rest in the office and straight away you're like they're not going to be able to get that yeah because yeah. <laughs> it, like, that's just way more harder to get straight out of the gate yeah you, 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 you yeah. can't build trust like it's, it's just more harder for people to trust you straight out of the way yeah it's like because that's what we have to say to graduates when they look at flex work and they're like oh they do flex work mm. and it's like yeah but you've got like eventually like you'll yeah. get there so but a lot of more businesses are, are offering yeah, that so like and I think especially with experience like that's kind of like the main thing mm. um, what do you think are the main um, challenges you think from a hiring manager perspective on the flexible challenges yeah like what what do you think they're potentially worried about because just because everyone wants it whatever doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that businesses want to give it I think I think maybe like work ethic and not saying mm. that like when they're from if they're working at home they're not working or if they've got a couple of days off mm. or, or whatever it is. But I think it's just, it's different when you can like see someone in the yeah. office and they come in at seven and they leave at eight or mm. whatever and they're like a top biller, then you can like yeah. see it all there. But I think I think sense. that I think that's the part that's going to change, isn't it? It's going to be about the quality mm -hmm. and and the quality of, okay, Lauren, yeah, you come seven to eight, but what do you actually do in that yeah, time? Exactly. So I get that. It's way easier for me to go it's way easier for me to go yeah lauren's putting an absolute shift today when yeah. i've seen that yeah so i think a, a part a part of that is the change of the quality over quantity and like yeah. that sort of thing which is yeah. changing but and then also i think not every business has the technology or the visibility to know if lauren's have a productive day if yeah. you're in the office or you're not exactly Do you know what i mean yeah because it's, it's not like obviously this this industry is very like autonomous it's yeah. not like, like you could 100 percent do it from home yeah like 100 percent. but i think being able to see someone in action yeah, rather than... I think it's, it's the office vibe as well. That's so important. I, I couldn't do it personally. You couldn't? No. no. I, I, maybe one day if I was in the mood. Yeah. But me personally, I, I, need, I need to be around people. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same, to be honest. Because otherwise I'd just be sat there talking to myself. Yeah. 
I mean, I get less complaints about singing. In the <laughs> <office>. <laughs> that would be the only plus. But yeah, no, I, I get distracted okay. way too easily. Interesting. So um, a few things before yeah. um, just uh, as, as we're coming to the end. So mm. just thinking on people listening. So like, I think um, and I spoke to this to people before. I think when I spoke to James, actually, who was just saying that like when when someone considers potentially looking outside of their current company, like that can be like, obviously it's always like quite scary and daunting, but like particularly in the recruitment industry, yeah, you can be like shit in your pants <laughs> like because you get found out. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like when you're going, you're recruiting, you're looking at joining another recruitment business, like, I don't know, you probably feel like, oh, they probably know I'm looking and all that. So like a lot of people don't commit to the process. Yeah. But what, what I'd be keen just to get your thoughts, because I'm sure he speaks about grads and maybe over the last couple of months, but like for anyone listening, like what, what are sort of just some really core red flags for people to look out for when they're considering a new role? Do you know what I mean? So maybe things like, yeah, what are some core red flags you think that some people could get some benefit of if they're looking at the moment or meet some people considering it that they can sort of keep their eye on and go, you know what, actually, maybe that's a good a good sign that I probably shouldn't be joining that business. Like, Yeah. Um, that's a difficult one. <laughs> I'm not really sure because I mean... Obviously, if you're moving somewhere and they like, it's normally like if something sounds like it's too good to be true, it mm. probably is. That's, like, that's good advice. Yeah, like that. I, I feel like sometimes when when you've got someone with experience, because they're so sought after in the yeah. industry, like um, they'll be getting peppered at every left, right. Yeah, center. everyone wants them. So like everyone will tell them anything that they want to hear. Yeah. So it's just actually being more realistic and like getting more details on how much people are earning in the business mm. how realistic is it what like looking at what people have actually done there and how they're going to support you when you first start yeah, what think, are the expectations yeah like especially if you've got someone moving from a whole new industry yeah it's like right okay i'm like you've seen that i'm good at recruitment or i enjoy yeah. recruitment but this is a whole new market. So how are you going to support me doing a new market? Because yeah, yeah. like we actually speak to a lot of people who are experienced that have done maybe two years somewhere or one year somewhere yeah. and then done like three months or four months in another yeah, that business. Happens a lot, and then they're it? looking again. It's crazy. That happens there are a lot, so many. And it's like they've made but I think that's wrong... a, I think that's a big part because it's... I mean, there's loads of different factors, but it's like, it is hard to see those red flags when you're going through yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Like, so like... I, because I think it's quite hard because when everyone's telling you the things yeah. you want to hear, why, why wouldn't you go for it, if that mm. makes sense? But I guess it's just really getting to know but what I think, people I think that's good advice. So it's it like, works. actually, really, don't be scared to be like, okay, so for, like, what, what are people actually yeah. um, earning, achieving? Can I meet those people? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, okay, if I join tomorrow, what are the expectations are going to be? So what are you going to expect me to build in the first yeah. three months? Yeah. Like, over this next six, 12 months, what is the actual support structure I'm going to have in place? Yeah. Um, you said this is a warm desk, but what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. They <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Where they're warm like, desk. warm desk. Yeah, just that you've got roles to work on straight yeah. away. But then it turns out they come in and they're like, oh, actually... The person that left, like yeah, their yeah. accounts, they don't because it's like yeah. you're hand you're being handed over someone else's accounts, mm. but they don't know who you are, and then you try and get yeah, in contact hard, them, yeah. and they're like, and then they're going to be getting poached like three months or six months. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess. So I guess no. I think that's fair. So it's like be like, 
unapologetically curious yeah and like yeah. ask like, difficult questions it's, it's and... your career at the end of the day mm. it's your next move so like ask to see like proof of what they're mm. saying and then just a bit on that then what what's your sort of um advice or what do you speak because i think a huge part i mean the majority of the recruitment industry in the uk is is made up of small smaller businesses yeah, yeah you know you know that yeah, yeah so like so their biggest asset is the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, as you said, is the part that you sell and these types of things. So like, yeah. again, if I'm looking, what's your advice on helping me sort of really soak up the culture? Yeah. What, like if it was with a small business? Yeah, like how, what's your sort of advice on, like how can I best, obviously you don't really know until you start working there, but like if I'm looking at making a move, how can I give myself the best possible chance of understanding the culture there? Yeah. Well, I think, meeting up because it's, it's more like not what that person could do it's what the business can do for them by yeah. showing them their culture so mm. like up, meeting them outside of the office yeah. and doing like a drinks with the team yeah. and stuff like that or just getting to know people mm. or not necessarily a trial day because obviously you don't want to do a trial day if yeah. you've got like experience but just being able to see the office in action and yeah. what people are actually yeah, like what, yeah. just meeting as many people as possible. Yeah, I think that's just the core. Many the people. Thing, yeah, we've had some businesses that they've asked us like, "What should we do?" And we're always like, "Meet them outside of an interview mm. setting, and like, show and get them to meet everyone from someone that's been there for three days to someone who's been there yeah. for ten years. Like, it will just create more of a picture and just mm. help, even if they've got." experience and then meeting someone that's only been there for a little while it's just like yeah, anything yeah. just to get an get an idea get a gauge of what they're like i like it what um what i was gonna say what what are your thoughts on because i think this is an interesting one uh-huh. what are your thoughts on sort of going into um bigger companies versus smaller companies so they've both they both got their pros and yeah. they both got their cons i think it's dependent on the person mm. um because there's always that, that thing of, say, for example, if you join like a, a smaller business, mm. you might have more responsibility or you could get, you could progress quicker and things like that. Yeah. But then like with a bigger business, they might have more structure of yeah. where you can go. And um, they've got like a structured plan of like in 13 weeks, you'll do this. And yeah. then in one year, you'll be here. Whereas maybe with a smaller business, because they haven't grown to that capacity mm. yet, or that hasn't kind of happened, it might be a little bit more, not trial and error, but just seeing how someone yeah, yeah, yeah. does. So it's, it's quite hard. Like I, when I, especially when I speak to graduates, I don't, uh, I will never sell a business on size because mm. it's not about that. I think mm. it's about a person going into a business and go, oh yeah, this is, mm. this is for me. Like some people hate the idea of working for a massive yeah, for sure. business because they're like, oh, I feel like a little fish in a, yeah, in a big yeah, yeah, pond. Yeah. But there are some people that also hate the idea of working in a small business because they're like, oh, there are only yeah, like yeah. two or three people there. So it also depends on the person's personality. So it's just and if work, that it's works. working out yourself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And like, but we'll have candidates and we'll set them up with both and just, and mm. see what they feel. And then they'll tell us, actually, I really don't, I really can't yeah, see myself yeah. working in an environment like that. Mm. So it's never, I don't think you can ever advise someone on size. It's just what works for them. When, yeah. Yeah. Okay. LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> Content. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like, so like, obviously this is what I sort of speak to recruiters all about, but like, yeah. I'd love to hear your own personal story. So yeah. like when, like firstly, like why did you start? Yeah. 
Like why? So basically, for anyone that doesn't know, so you for what, how long now would you say what, that you've been like consistently there? sharing content? November. Okay, no, so what's that? November, December. So coming towards like sort of nearly six months, yeah. which is a decent amount of time. Yeah. So like two things there. Why did you start and like how did you start? So I actually had, I, I got to a point where I actually started to feel comfortable with what I was doing mm. at work. Like I knew what I was doing. I knew the conversations I was having with graduates. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing anything that different like mm. I was speaking to clients to, to, mm. doing all of that and I was like oh, I need something else yeah, yeah. I need to I need to do something and like um like I was saying before like I did like videos and stuff at um yeah at uni like I tried putting stuff out like these weird videos yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I like I'd shown them to people at SW6 when I first started because it was like funny I'd be like yeah. watch these yeah. these are hilarious these jokes, yeah because yeah, I, I literally when I was at um, secondary school I did a I made my own music video and I got bullied the hell out of for like three years really <laughs> like I lo yeah what, I loved, what was the, what I was the tune it. smack that oh like. wow <laughs> it was so what, and fun you, what, it was just you yeah just me dancing I was doing like dance moves and like, it's terrible wow but like yeah so I'd, I'd done like stuff like that before and I'd shown um, I'd shown some of the guys because I know like Michael had done some videos before yeah, yeah, yeah. that they like, ages, ages ago. Yeah, um, and they looked good, and it was like, oh, do you want to do this? But we never, we never really like ever spoke about it again. Yeah, and I actually started listening to your podcast because yeah. I was like, I want to do something different. I okay. want to learn more about the industry because like, I felt people doing, yeah, yeah, because I felt like I didn't actually know loads about recruitment. Mm. Like I knew what recruitment was. And a new stuff from like businesses. No, but that makes but, sense. So if you're speaking to grads all day and hiring managers and business owners, then I get that. Because yeah, you're going to have I, a very specific lens, aren't you? Exactly. I wasn't getting more involved enough. I was yeah, just yeah. saying enough that made things work. Yeah, that makes sense. So I started, yeah, I actually, yeah, started listening to some of your podcasts, yeah. talking about personal branding. Mm. Um, I then, like, we, I don't know why, but everyone's obsessed with memes. We love the memes. Yeah, especially in recruitment. Yeah, everyone loves memes. Yeah. So I was like, why don't I recreate memes? It's yeah. so, like, make my own, but have them of, like, me. Yeah. So, so that's I, how you started. You was like, yeah. right, you recognised... You recognise loads of like these this meme stuff is just like going mad. Yeah. Like how can I create my yeah, own version? Yeah, make my own. So it's just doing like silly stuff. So yeah. like I feel like I did one about cold calling and mm. I wrapped up and made myself like put a scarf on, yeah, a hat, yeah. a coat, and like yeah. my phone and like made a like funny post about cold yeah. calling. And then like people started to like like it. How how but how scared were you at the big like? The big yeah, yeah. I like, how worried was, was like, you about? Oh like you God. haven't done anything yeah. like this. Yeah. So like, how did you get over that? Because that's was, I was. Yeah. Well, I, my first thing I was like, I'm gonna look unprofessional. Yeah. By doing it, but I think because my network is recruited. Yeah, you or, can like, get grads, away with it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. You got to respect your audience. It's, it's a lot easier. Um. But yeah, I first posted it and I. Like I was saying to people, like name, I was like, like, can you like my post? Can you like my post? <laughs> Wait, excuse me, can you like my post? Like, I was literally like everyone in the office, like going around, but like asking them individually, like, can yeah, you yeah, like yeah. that? Um, and I was a bit like, I kept refreshing to see what was going on, yeah, to yeah. see if anyone was liking it. And then someone said it once in a client meeting and said, like, oh, your cold calling post was funny. Jokes, and I was really? Like, yes, get it. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, I started doing more. I then got a a client. I want a like, well, not want a client, but got a client on mm. from posting a funny meme because he was like, saw your cold calling meme. That was funny. Really? Um, I'm looking for two grads, yeah, and I was yeah. like, wicked. Um, so how quickly did that happen? Just oh, like, literally like 
couple of weeks. Really? Because I, I was like, I'm going to do one once a week. That was my yeah, thing. So yeah. I didn't want to do you didn't too like, much. Oh, you didn't want to like be like, right, I'm going to do two a week and then like, put too much yeah, pressure on yourself. Cause and that's I'm always like, a good advice. I enjoy it because it's like a little like creative mm. thing to do, but I still need to do my normal job. So I don't want it to yeah, like, it's about it's about it. both, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I okay. So you got a win quite early on. That yeah, helped. Yeah, that was nice. And then how did, what was the actual reality of the reaction of people like seeing your content, like you said, you thought it could be a go down a bit more unprofessional, but like, what was the backlash? Yeah. Um, what, what was a lot the backlash? Of people, a lot, so a lot of recruits I speak to, like their second biggest challenge with content is getting buried online. Yeah. Which I totally get. Yeah. So like, and, what was the actual, like, and you're putting yourself out there, being a bit stupid or whatever, yeah. bit silly. So like, how, how, like, did you get much negativity? No, I didn't until I started doing videos. Okay. So when I did, but it wasn't even like that bad. Like it wasn't yeah. even that bad, but I saw it as that bad. So it's literally like me and Brie did a few videos yeah. and then it would like, someone would like just put like a negative comment or just be like. How negative, like bad, like. Yeah, like we, we, had, we just had this one what, guy what was that the kind of just what was follows the video? us. What was the, what is the, the um, what is a rector Oh, that There one. was one on there. Yeah, but and then something else. And it was just like, oh, is this what the recruitment industry is turning into? Oh, wow. But like, it was like one person. I think out there of, was like two people out yeah. of so many comments. Yeah. But I looked at it and I was like, excuse me? Yeah, Why don't yeah, you yeah. like Did this? you reply? I, I did on one of them. And then I regretted it. Yeah, it's just no point. Yeah, you don't. But there's no point in feeding that. And not everyone's going to like you. Like, you just yeah, have to face yeah, yeah. that. There are some people that are going to watch any of my videos or mine and Bree's videos mm. and think, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. And if they do think that, that's fine. Like, that's just what we're like. Like, yeah, we're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just that type of person where I I don't take things too seriously. I'm a bit more yeah, yeah, like yeah. that with stuff. So I, I want people who see that and enjoy that to be the people that mm. I connect with rather mm. than people who look at that and think, gosh. But, it, but is it fair to say? Because I think that's what I would say to people. But like, considering you've really put yourself out there, and like you've got way more like positivity and sort of kudos yeah. than you have negativity. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. Like you can always decide to like focus on that negative comment and, yeah. and ignore the five like comments I've gone, oh, Lauren, this is really cool. I whatever. did have I did have a moment where I was like I was scrolling through the comments and then I'd stop on the negative ones. I was like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. There's no I there's no reason there'd be like two and then they'd be like Yeah, it's just realizing realizing nice you're doing ones. that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then I was just yeah, So how back. so how is it how has it helped you in your job? Um, I get a lot of candidates referred to me. Mm. A lot, a lot of the time. Someone would be like, Did you get I know that someone. I got like I had there were people that I'd already spoken to in my network. So a lot of that we get is referrals so it was like from the phone, our own man. candidates. Would, but was it more like it was more like people that you worked with or spoke to yeah, who then call I you and knew. go, Lauren, I've got this person. Yeah, it was like people that I knew were referring me people. But now, but now, now it's ran, like loads people. of like LinkedIn people. Yeah, loads of people that I've never met, never spoken to, just go, mm. hey, I've got a mate. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it works. Really. It's it's worked so well in that way. And like clients, like people approach me about stuff, which is mm. good. It's been Has it made you money? Good. Yeah, 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 it has. I made a, a placement off the back of a LinkedIn video. Really? An experienced guy, yeah. Which... And then, like, did, does everyone know that in the office? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the key. I think that's where, because you can very easily forget, like, oh, actually, this person, I've got an interview process at the moment. Like, you can forget where that came from because yeah. you're just so into, like, just getting into the zone of what you need to do. Yeah. And blah, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah. I no, think that's exactly. where I think 
um, a lot of people just like you need to celebrate the successes because a lot yeah. of people won't. A lot of people will assume that ah, oh, Lauren just fucking about. That's that's no way that's making the money, yeah. but it is. And also, then out of interest, because this is what I found when been speaking to recruiters. But like as you said, like I've seen, I've heard this a lot from recruiters where like you know what you need to do to hit your target. Yeah. Like you know what tools you've got available. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, this is what I've found over the last sort of eight or nine months is that there's a lot of people that like recruitment can get fucking repetitive. Yeah, it so can. like, how is it? How is it? Because I know you sort of shared this with me. So I think it's just great to sort of share. But like, how how has it sort of impacted you in your, your engagement in like your recruitment career? What, like how, like turning myself into the curly head recruiter? <laughs> yeah, like, cause, <laughs> like, because you said you started that conversation with, I just felt basically you're just saying that like you just felt like you could do it in your sleep and like like you're just becoming a bit of a robot and like you knew the conversation yeah. happened and like so like how has it impacted or invigorated like your engagement and your yeah I've just got like just how I f feel in myself like mm. I get so excited about posting stuff yeah and then I speak to candidates or clients about it I'm like yeah. speaking to candidates on the phone I'm like check out this like check out mm. a video have a little look into this or speaking to clients about it as well and yeah. or they'll like I've had clients call like message me and call me the like curly headed recruiter <laughs> or call call in and they're like I must speak into the curly headed recruiter yeah. and and stuff like that. So like yeah it's it's helped so it's that. added and, another dimension yeah to your... and like one of my videos has got like seventy thousand views. Yeah, that is that is mental. So like I'm getting so many people off the back of that who will just someone just message me and just be like that that was really good. Thanks for posting and yeah. like message me, and it's like a contact for the future. Mm. So in those terms, yeah, yeah I it's think that's been really good. Mate. Fair play. So, so advice for people that really worried about starting. Yeah, they see loads of people doing that because I think from a recruiter perspective, mm -hmm. like there are from a recruit perspective, like it's really if you're connected with a few Rectorex, like like a lot, quite a few Rectorex like make content. Mm -hmm. So like I think it's easy to think that a lot of recruiters are doing it and these types of things. But like, what what's your advice to people that are like thinking about starting or have seen your stuff? Yeah. And like, oh, I wish I could do something like I that. I would or, say like, be different, but don't try to be different. If that like, makes don't sense. try too hard. Yeah, because it's like, what I I I can't do those videos where you're like really seriously mm. talking about something. Like I've got some that are like that where they're a little bit more about like teaching what what recruitment is or yeah, yeah. or whatever and i'm going to have more stuff that i'm going to put out that is just going to be like aimed at maybe like graduates like actually benefit yeah. yeah but like some of the other stuff it was just like like when me and brie film we only ever film once we really? don't yeah we don't go over and over and over again mm. we don't we do one take this is your acting skill. this is your acting skills yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> no but brie does it and she's not done acting but yeah. it just it needs to be as raw as possible so people can buy and into you found, it you found that's like resonated yeah like if you're trying to be perfect or yeah. you've said it a lot actually mm. if you're trying to make a certain outcome come out of it yeah then it just loses everything it yeah, ruins yeah, yeah. all the like originality so just, like, really of try, it. yeah just don't be too hard on yourself and it being perfect yeah just go for it post it mm. what's the worst that can happen what mm. someone say i don't like it okay mm. Like yeah, it. no. You, I Someone think, else will. I think. I Someone think. That, I think that's the. <laughs> I think that is a valid question to be like, like literally, what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, that's what I think. Interesting, I, mate. Yeah. No, I, th I think fair play to just, just putting yourself out there and that. Yeah. If, yeah. if no one's seen that Rex Rex video, you need to go. <laughs> like it is, <laughs> it is. It is so jokes. Um. Okay. A few final questions yes. before we finish. Cool. So, 
how how do you think um the recruitment industry is going to evolve then over the next couple of years like what from the conversation you had and stuff like how do you yeah. see it changing so i mean it's a hard one because it does just constantly change mm. um i think like because i've i've listened to various things like talking about um like how technology is going to affect yeah, the recruitment yeah. world and stuff like that. And I think technology is just going to get better and help everyone out more. Mm. So I feel like it's going to get a lot more efficient. Mm. I just can't see it stopping. No. It's such a resilient industry, like with all, with like Brexit and things like that was happening. Coronavirus. Like yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, oh, don't talk about that. <laughs> <I'm joking laughs> I've been sniffling a few times. So oh, be careful. Um, but Oh, yeah, I can just only see. Yeah, yeah. I think particularly and... with the type of people in it. Yeah. They're always going to find a way to exactly. solve problems. I, and I think the name for it is getting better. Yeah. I think I think we're all contributing to try and make it mm. a better industry and people actually seeing this Yeah, and careers. I think the, the people that do rise to the top are people that don't cut corners and like yeah. generally really driven by often a real decent service and stuff. Exactly. Um, quick one before I forget. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you've had um, much experience this with businesses that you work with and stuff, but 180 model versus 360 model. Has, have you noticed any more popularity in that out of interest? What, like people starting as 180 and then going to... As in like businesses or? you work with are having more of a model where it's like you stay in a delivery team or... You yeah, so team, like... we've, we've actually got a lot more businesses that might just have like a whole delivery function in mm. their business where you come in as a 180 and you can still progress if you want to but progress as a 180 oh, yeah, so yeah. then you end up being like head of delivery yeah and you're like running a team of five mm. other div delivery consultants and things like that especially with businesses who have just got so many jobs to fill and they yeah. just need so you've definitely seen more businesses structured like do that it. yeah yeah or certainly doing like your first year you're 180 and yeah. then you move to the 360 yeah. and things like that i think that i think that's actually come i think that's actually i, I think that's gonna be really interesting how that model evolves yeah like obviously yeah, i think too. a lot of businesses will store for a like if you want to be a 360 consultant then yeah obviously you can be a 360 consultant yeah. but I spoke to quite a lot of businesses recently that have that sort of model and it's like proven to be like really effective i think i think it's because some people just really hate bd yeah, yeah. like they hate it mm. like sometimes you like we've even spoken to people with experience and they're like i want to i want an account manager role like i don't want a cold desk or i don't want to have to do business development mm. i want to go into a business where i'm yeah, literally yeah. just managing the accounts and and, yeah. and things like do you that, think that so, i think that could be like because and then have you also noticed a lot of people more wanting to say no oh, lauren have you got any internal recruitment oh yeah yeah oh we love that one is that come up a lot <laughs> loads why do you think that so is so much um i don't I, I notice more in people that have probably done recruitment for like a year yeah and i don't know if it's because they feel like oh, like, this is really quite difficult and I'd mm. rather get a really big basic and just like a bonus every yeah, now and yeah. again and things like that. And and it's not saying that, like, it's an easier Easy, life. Because yeah, I, I don't that. think I don't think internals have, like, an easier life. No, no. It's just a completely different but role. But on the, on the face of it, I think that's fair. I think on the face of it, yeah, yeah. people may make the assumption that it could be a bit more easier. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just do, like, nine to five recruitment mm. and that's fine and it's... But then I always question what their motivations are and what they what they want, why they what want their end goal oh, right, is. Because okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, because then they'll still say like, oh, I want to be making loads of money and I'm, I want to be doing this and that. Yeah, and I love targets and love KPIs. And I'm like, well, then it's so, I'm not why, sure, why do you yeah. want to move to that? So I always just question people like, 
what they actually want out of a job. And if that's right for them, then Fair. that's right for them. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, that comes up, that a come lot. up a lot. Yeah. That is interesting. Lot. That. Um, okay. So before I ask you the final question, yeah. what are you, uh, what are you excited about? About. Yeah, what's going on? So yeah, things that, like I've got Brie that's working under me that, mm, that started is in cool Jan. Name, Brie, that's Brie, like the cheese. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I actually love, I love cheese. Like, I have such an obsession with cheese. <laughs> really? So when I met her, I was like, yep, yeah, hide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, things are going really, really well with her. She's got a really strong start. Bless her, she got, got dragged into the LinkedIn videos, but she's loving yeah, it. That's awesome. And starting to do some stuff on her own now. So that's, that's so really cool. exciting. Just yeah, I was just gonna take over the rector rec work. Yeah. Um, Currently headed recruiter. Oh yeah. What's the plans for that? You got some. I just yeah. I just want to carry on with it. I yeah, want to yeah. do more stuff with it because I I love it. It's like so fun. Mm. I had someone recognise me that wasn't even in recruitment on a night out. And Shut I was, up. Yeah, I loved it. Really. He took a photo with me. Really. I was like, Mom, I made did you prop, it. Did you prop, did you prop, acting. Did you proper lap that up? Yeah. I, it's I so think, bad. So that, I oh. think I think that's horrible. I think that's so weird. Yeah. Like I've had that a couple of times. Have you? But it's it's, it's kind of a nice feeling, but you're also I know, like, it's just, oh. it's just weird. But you don't want to say it aloud to people because you just sound so. Yeah. Big-headed. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. It's just a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, <laughs> I quite like it, but maybe that's because I've been trying to chase fame since I was like five years old. Literally, <laughs> like, no, that, that, is, that is so joke. But yeah, carry on with that. I think like SW6 are planning to do like a podcast. Awesome. Yeah, we've got that in the pipeline. So we've had like meetings of getting that sorted. Yeah, just trying to know what to name it and yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. of those bits, which I'm sure you've yeah been through and, awesome. and stuff like that. So yeah, exciting stuff. Awesome. So last question. Mm-hmm. If uh, Lauren could communicate to the entire recruitment world, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement it, would be a word, a phrase, a sentence, what would you say to the people? Think outside the box. Mm. I think that's the most important thing. Mm. Well, no, not the most important thing, but an important thing. Because mm. I think there are so many recruitment businesses out there now, and there are so many people doing the same thing. Mm. So I think just being able to think outside the box and just try and do something a little bit differently. I think you'll reap the rewards more than that than just try and copy and pasting what everyone else is yeah, doing. Yeah, no, I like that. Which I mean, it's, it's quite, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do because mm. when one trend happens, people see it works and then everyone starts doing yeah, it. And yeah. then it's like, you've got to find the next thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's think outside the box, do something a little bit different. I like it. Lauren, it's been a pleasure. Nice. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazuz and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.